Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the podcast talking Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, and many more platforms. Here's the host, Lee W. Mallon. And it's time for episode 28. You can listen to this podcast on Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Acast, CastBox, Radio Line, Spreaker, Podbean, Overcast, Podchaser, Listen Notes, Podbay.fm, BeyondPod, Player.fm, and Anchor.fm, along with the five mentioned in the brand new intro. Woo, it's shiny. I've actually made two new intros, and you can hear the long intro on the next episode, episode 29, which will be released a little bit later this week. Anyway, I'm Lee W. Mowen. How about we catch up on some local Sunday sports? It's winter time, meaning that basketball and hockey are the two big sports in the high school level. And we just finished the regular season off yesterday, as I'm the voice of the Springboro Panthers and the Centerville Elks hockey team. The Elks and the Panthers will be heading into their separate conference brackets. We'll start with the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League's tournament bracket. If you don't know, the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League is shortened for Swashel, but also has two brackets, one for the Red Division and one for the Gold. In the Red Division, there are six teams battling it out, with two teams getting the bye, the one and two seeds. In the Gold Division, we'll have four teams battling it out and a couple of games. This year, all but one game will be in Cincinnati's Northland Ice Center, just right by U.S. Route 42 on former State Route 126. I suggest if you like your Sunday hockey as much as I do, you'll go down and catch yourself a couple of games. The lone exception is the Friday, February 9th, game at South Metro Sportsplex. We'll go ahead and jump into the tournament brackets. All 10 teams of the Swash will make it, and it just depends where you finish in the regular season. There are five teams to each division. Red is considered the higher division or the stronger division of the two, but when the regular season is finished, the team that is last place in the red will get 
relegated to the gold division for 2018-19, and the top team in the gold goes up to the red. This year, it's the Troy Trojans that will be dropping into the gold division, and Talawanda, very impressive 11-2 conference record on the season, they will be moving up back to the red. Meaning if you're a fan of Elder, St. X, Alter, or Centerville Hockey, that's a home-and-home home with Oxford-Talawanda, meaning there's a road game at Miami University. I like it, as this broadcaster got a chance to broadcast last year from the auxiliary rink of Guggenheim Center. Still a beautiful place. I love the magic there at Miami. So let's go ahead and tell you what the brackets look like. First for the Red Division. The top two teams will be number one Elder and number two St. X. And the three, four, five, and six, the Elks, the Knights of Alter, the Troy Trojans, and Talawanda Braves. Now, Talawanda is in the gold division this season, but as the top team and try to make brackets a little more even, Talawanda gets to battle in the red. So the first game of the tournament will be February 9th. And that'll be at South Metro Sportsplex. Centerville Elks host the Talawanda Braves. For the second time in a week, the Braves defeated the Elks on Centerville Senior Day by a score of 6-3 just last Friday. Three seniors were honored in Griffin Bechtold, Jordan Newkirk, and Gabe Herrin. So the Elks and the Braves will tangle at 7-30 on Friday the 9th. And the winner of that game will take on St. X. If Centerville wins it, it'll be the Elks battling the St. X Bombers, and that will be Saturday the 10th at 6. And I believe if Talawanda wins, they will battle Elder because that would be the lowest seed available. At least I think that's how it goes. Meanwhile, the first battle at the Northland Ice Center will actually be in the Gold Division, now that I remember it, but we'll go to the next quarterfinal battle in the red division it is alter against troy four and five seed there the knights versus the trojans and that's friday or make it thursday the 8th at 7 30 so thursday the 8th that's your first game of the tournament that's alter troy and the winner of this will take on the elder panthers and the winner of those games will play for the championship sunday the 11th at 4 p.m so again, your red bracket, Elder and St. X with the buys. Centerville, the number three seed, takes on number six, Talawanda. And number four, Alter, takes on number five, Troy. Let's go ahead and swap to the gold division. Both games start in the semifinals. Number one, Beaver Creek will battle number four, LaSalle. That will be Saturday the 10th at 10 a.m. at Northland. And number two, Sycamore battling number three, Mason. And that's a noon game, Saturday the 10th. Both of those at the Northland Ice Center. And the winner of Beaver Creek LaSalle and Sycamore Mason will play each other at 11 on Sunday, the 11th, at the Northland Ice Center. Winner of that will take home the gold trophy. And the winner of the red bracket takes home the bigger trophy. That's your 10 teams in the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. And all but one game will be at Northland Ice Center in Cincinnati. Centerville versus Talawanda will be at South Metro Sportsplex on Friday the 9th. So that's your look at the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. We'll go ahead and finish up with the regular season standings of the Swashel. So in the gold, it's Talawanda. They'll be moving up to the Red Division next season. You play your gold opponents twice, and you play your red opponents once. 
So Talawanda, 11-2. Their lone losses to Elder and St. X. Beaver Creek, 6-7. Tied with Sycamore, 6-7. And, and both teams ended up scoring the same amount of goals with 51. However, the Beavers gave up 38 to Sycamore's 45. Hence why Beaver Creek's the number one seed in the gold bracket and the number two team in the Swashel. The Aviators, the second seed in the bracket and third overall in the gold. Fourth place, the Mason Comets. They have one regular season game to make up this week, and that will be Thursday against the LaSalle Lancers. 1-10 went Mason. And in fifth place, the Lancers of LaSalle, 0-12 on the season. In the entire Swashel, Talawanda scored the most goals with 97, while only giving up 25 on the year. Very impressive for Coach Jared Sacre's Talawanda Braves. We now look at the Red Division. These were updated Sunday night as we look at the red standings to close out the regular season. Elder, a perfect 13-0 sweep for the Panthers. 96 goals, just one behind Talawanda. And the Panthers only gave up 25 goals on the year. Very strong team, very fun to watch. St. X in second place. They were swept by Elder, but they went 10-2-1 with the one tie being against Centerville at South Metro Sportsplex. That one in the shootout. St. X with 73 goals and two and a quarter games behind first place Elder. Yes, I said quarter. Don't freak out. It's because of the tie. Centerville went 6-5-2 on the year in conference play while scoring 65 goals of their own and allowing 38. The Elks in third place in the red followed up with 5-8 Alter. 46 goals for the Knights while 52 given up. And Troy Trojans, they are 4-8-1 in the regular season, 8 and a quarter games back of Elder, and the Trojans will be heading to the Gold Division next season. So one more time in the red, it's Elder, St. X, Centerville, Alter, and Troy. And in the gold, it's Talawanda, Beaver Creek, Sycamore, Mason, and LaSalle. That's your 10 teams of the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. And I told you the brackets. You can find all this information again at swohshl.org. Let's move on to the Capital Hockey Conference. The other two high school hockey teams in Southwest Ohio call this conference home. The Springboro Panthers and the Muller Crusaders are, of course, the team that I'm talking about. So let's go ahead and tell you how the regular season finished for the Capital Hockey Conference. We'll start with the tough red division. The top four teams get into the championship round of the Columbus Blue Jackets Cup. That's the tournament for the Capital Hockey Conference. You can either get in the championship round or you go to the consolation round if you do not place well enough. So we'll look at the red first. 15-1 Dublin Jerome, that team is very tough, very, very strong. And the Celtics went 23-6-3 overall, 15-1 in conference play, and scoring 86 goals. You think that's impressive? Well, the team below the Dublin Jerome Celtics, by the way, Dublin Jerome was number 7 in the state and number 1 in the Columbus District for last week, which was the week of January 31st. Olentangy Liberty, the Patriots went 13-2-1 in conference play, 23-5-3 overall, and the Pats scored three more goals than the Celtics with 89, and both Dublin Jerome and Liberty gave up 15 goals apiece. 
ahead. Third place in the red division, St. Charles. 11-3-1-1 are the Cardinals. That first one is a tie. The second one is an overtime loss. 24 points for the Cards. 15-12-1 overall for St. Charles. 58 goals scored. 23 goals allowed. Fourth place, the last spot in the championship bracket of the CBJ Cup. Upper Arlington and the Golden Bears. 9-5-0-2. Two overtime losses for the Bears. 13-15 went Upper Arlington. 53 goals to 42 given up. And in fifth place, the lone Red Division team to go to the consolation bracket, the New Albany Eagles. 6-10 went New Albany in conference play, and 11-20 overall gave up and scored the same amount of goals at 52. We now look to the White Division. The top three get to go in the championship bracket of the CBJ Cup. And both Sinday squads will be battling with their Columbus counterparts. First up, the top team in the white with 16 games in conference play, the Molar Crusaders. 12-3-0-1 are the Crusaders. 18-9 went coach Mike Reeder's squad. 62 goals scored to 40 allowed. Second place, the Braves of Olentangy. 9-6 went Olentangy and 15-9 overall. And 47 goals scored to 41 allowed. Third place, the last place in the white division for the Championship round, the Springboro Panthers. They finished 7-7-1-1 in conference play and apparently went 14-11-1. The overall record I know is not correct because when the Panthers welcomed in Dublin Jerome Saturday night, I think it was 15-11-1. So those losses, I believe it's 15-13-1. I think the conference record might be right. 51 goals scored for Springboro, 36 allowed. So the other two teams in the white division that will be battling in the consolation bracket, Olentangy Orange and the Pioneers. They went 6-9-1 in conference play, 15-12-1 overall for Olentangy Orange, with 52 goals scored to 44 allowed. And fifth place, Dublin Kaufman and the Rocks. Not to be confused with actual Rocks, these are Shamrocks. 3-11 and 11 and 0-2 in conference play, 5-19-1 went Kaufman, 45 goals scored to 57 allowed. And now lastly, the blue division. The top team in the blue gets to play in the championship bracket. Everyone else goes to the consolation. Bishop Watterson's the top team. They're 11-5 in 16 conference games. 21-9-2 are the Eagles. 82 goals scored to 55 allowed. That's a very strong Bishop Watterson team as well. And your second, third, and fourth place teams in the blue division include St. Francis of Sales at 5-11 and in conference play and 6-15 and overall. Thomas Worthington, 2-13 and for the Cardinals in conference play to a 4-18 and overall record. And in fourth place, Gehanna Lincoln and the Golden Lions, 0-16 and 2-29 and and overall. So again, that's your standings. You can find these at CapitalHockeyConference.com. While you're there, click on the CBJ Cup. You can look at the varsity and JV brackets. We're going to look at the varsity brackets. As I mentioned, both Sinday squads in the CHC are in the championship bracket. As I mentioned, you get two. So we'll go ahead and start with the varsity championship bracket of the Columbus Blue Jackets Cup. Just realizing the picture that was just shared on this website. It has the old Blue Jackets Wardmark with the American flag as the little tick on the A. 
I don't think the Blue Jackets have used that word mark in a long time. Well, maybe I haven't seen it in a long time. Who cares? Not you. Number one, Dublin Jerome will get to battle Bishop Watterson, one versus eight at the Ice House. And that is the spare rink next to Nationwide Arena. It'll be a four and five battle at Easton's Chiller as number four, Upper Arlington, battles number five, Cincinnati Moeller. That's Thursday the 8th at 7.40. Again, Easton Chiller. By the way, the Jerome and Bishop Watterson game is at 8.10 at the Ice House, Thursday the 8th. St. Charles versus Olin Tangi, a battle of 3 and 6, 8.30 on Thursday. That's at the Iceworks facility. And at the Ice House, before the Dublin Jerome and Watterson game, it will be number 2 Liberty squaring off with number 7 Springboro. The Patriots defeated the Panthers at South Metro Sports 3-1, a very well-thought game. And the Patriots and Panthers square up for the first game at the Ice House at 6-10. And that actually is the first game of the championship bracket. The winner of St. Charles and Olentangy and the winner of Liberty and Springboro face each other Friday with times to be determined. And the winners of Dublin Jerome and Bishop Watterson, as long as Upper Arlington and Muller, they will get to play each other. And the winner of those games get to play for the championship. We'll look at the consolation bracket of the CBJ Cup. And by the way, the highest seed is considered the home team, which means your home teams in the championship bracket are Dublin Jerome, Upper Arlington, St. Charles, and Olentangy Liberty. We now look at the consolation bracket. We'll start off with the higher seeds. Number 9, New Albany, gets a bye in the consolation round, they'll take on the winner of Gehanna Lincoln and Dublin Sciota. Now you with sharp ears might have sharp ears, but those that were paying attention, you realize they didn't mention a single thing about Dublin Sciota and the varsity standings. That's because they don't really have a varsity team. They play a JV schedule from what I understand. They are the Irish and the third school district in Dublin, Ohio. And yes, all three Dublin schools do have an Irish-themed name. I mentioned Shamrocks, Dublin Jerome is the Celtics, and their logo is primarily the Celtic Knot, which I didn't know what that was until I asked on Saturday. So, the more you know. Copyright NBC. Anyway, Gehanna Lincoln and Dublin Sciota, they will get to play Friday the 9th. That time is to be determined. The Sales will battle Thomas Worthington in the battle of 12 and 13. Again, time and place to be determined. And Olentangy Orange battles Dublin Kaufman in a 10-11 battle. Again, place and time to be determined, except all those games will be Friday. The Sales and Thomas Worthington's winner battles Orange and Kaufman, and that will be at the Ice House Saturday at 2.50, I believe. It's very tiny font. I'm trying to read a screen a couple feet away, so... There you go. New Albany will take on the winner of Gehanna Lincoln and Dublin Sciota at the Ice House. That will be Saturday the 10th at 6.20. The winner of those games move on for the championship of the consolation bracket. Again, if you want to see for yourself, you can go to CapitalHockeyConference.com and then click on the left, CBJ Cup. That's the bracket for the championship of the league. While I love to tell you about what the districts and the sectional will hold for the local high school hockey teams, that's going to have to wait because that is announced on the 7th of February, so this Wednesday. And next week, which is scheduled to be a roundtable I've been looking forward to for a long time, we'll mix that in 
part of our discussion, and we'll let you know who's playing where. If you can't make it to the Centerville Elks game on Friday, I'll have the call for you. Go on YouTube and search Centerville Elks Hockey. You won't be disappointed. You get to see a lot of great kids play the sport. Talawanda's really physical, really fast, but I like those Centerville Elks. They're a good bunch of kids, and they're a good team as well. So that's your look at high school hockey, and we'll jump ahead to girls basketball. That's right, yesterday was the announcement of the sectional brackets for girls basketball. Boys basketball will be announced, I think, in a week or so. So let's go ahead and tell you what's going on. What's going on is, this is girls basketball sectional brackets. Every team in the state of Ohio gets to go to the sectional, no matter if you're zero in a billion or a billion in zero. It does not fully matter on the records. It helps you with the seating and everything, along with your scheduling and whatnot, but everyone gets a shot at a sectional. For Division One, you have a total of five Cincinnati brackets and three Dayton brackets. For Cincinnati, you have three of the five at Lakota East, and two of them will be at Sycamore. For Dayton, two of the three in Division One will be held at Troy. The third one will be at Vandalia Butler. Division Two, you have the Lebanon, Tecumseh, and Walnut Hills bracket. Lebanon, I think you know where that is in Warren County. Tecumseh is New Carlisle in Clark County, and Walnut Hills is in Cincinnati. I think it's right off 71 by UC. In Division Three, you have Cincinnati 1 and 2 at Wilmington High School. Fairfield, you have the Cincinnati 3 bracket. Covington and Trotwood Madison to wrap up Division Three, And for Division Four, Brookville, Monroe, and Sydney. We'll go ahead and jump backwards because that's how I like to roll with my podcast, apparently. We'll start off with the Brookville bracket for Division Four girls basketball. And we'll start off with who gets a bye in this bracket. Twin Valley South, Bradford, Newton, and Miami Valley. Three of the four of those teams are cross-county conference, Miami Valley, the lone exception. South is number eight, Bradford number six, Newton number five, and Miami Valley number 11. We'll start off with the first games for you. This starts Saturday, February 17th. And the 11 o'clock game is National Trail, the Blazers 5-13, and 13, taking on the Buccaneers of Covington, 15-6 and 6 overall. Winner of that game will battle 6-12 and 12, Twin Valley South. Your next game is number 10, Catholic Central out of Springfield, 5-12 and 12 overall are the Irish, taking on a very impressive Jet squad at 18-2 and 2 from Franklin Monroe. That's the number two seed in the bracket, and the winner of the Jets and Irish game battle the Railroaders of Bradford. And before anyone asks, no, Franklin Monroe is not near Franklin nor Monroe in Warren and Butler counties. This is Franklin Monroe of Dark County. If you follow me on Twitter, which is the Lee W. Mallon, by the way, go do it. You won't be disappointed, maybe. Franklin Monroe is South Dark County. It's in a very tiny village called Pittsburgh, not to be confused with Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because that's in another state. But it is Monroe Township and I believe Franklin Township as well. Long time ago, you had your one-room school houses. And eventually, Franklin Township and Monroe Township absorbed and became Franklin Monroe. A little bit of history there. Aren't you glad you listened? So we'll move on to the second part of the Brookville bracket. Newton and Miami Valley getting the buys. 
Saturday the 17th at 2 will be Tri-County North, 9-12 and 12 overall, are the Panthers from Lewisburg, taking on the Troy Christian Eagles, number 4 in the brackets. 17-2 and 2 is Troy Christian. And then you have 3-16 and 16 Jefferson Township Broncos, squaring off with the number 1 seed in the bracket, the Patriots of Tri-Village, who are 16-3. and 3. The winner of North and Troy Christian battles 14 and 6 Newton, number 5 Indians, and number 11 Miami Valley, who's 4 and 13 overall, battles the winner of Jefferson and Tri Village. So the winners of those games, they will battle Wednesday, February 21st, starting at 6 and 7:30. The winners heading to battle Twin Valley South and Bradford's Tuesday, February 20th, starting at 6. Winner of those games play Tuesday, February 27th at 6 and 7.30, and they will be heading to battle the winner of Monroe 1 and Sydney 1 over in Troy High School. That's your look at the Brookville bracket of Division 4. We move on to Monroe's bracket. Taking the buys in this one, we'll have Miami Valley Christian, Cincinnati College Prep, Lockland, and Southeastern will battle Cincinnati Christian, as your three games starting off at 11 a.m. Saturday, February 17th. The New Miami Vikings, who are number 11 and 0-14, battles number one Legacy Christian. I think that's Xenia Christian, if I'm not mistaken, because Emmanuel Christian was Middletown Christian all those years ago. Come to think of it, when did Xenia Christian change their name to Legacy Christian? Good question. I should do some research after this. Hmm? So, 17-2 and two Legacy Christians, the number one seed in Monroe, and they'll battle 11 New Miami, with the winner battling Miami Valley Christian, who's 5-15, and 15, the number eight team in the Monroe bracket. That game, the Legacy Christian New Miami game, Saturday the 17th at 11, and the winner will move on to play Miami Valley Christian Wednesday, February 21st at 6. Cincinnati College Prep, who's 10-10 and 10 overall in the number 5 seed in the bracket, will wait the winner of Fayetteville-Perry, who's 8-11, and 11, and taking on the Bulldogs of Yellow Springs, number 16, 6-14. Six so Fayetteville-Perry and Yellow Springs will battle Saturday 17th at 12.30, and the Cincinnati College Prep versus the winner of those two teams I just mentioned, Wednesday the 21st at 7.30. To Monroe 2! Cedarville, the Indians 16-4, the number two team in the bracket, battles number nine Middletown Christian. Okay, strike that comment from what I said earlier. I thought it was Emmanuel Christian, but hey, I'm wrong. I never said I was never wrong in my podcast, and I never claimed to not be wrong. If I didn't confuse you there, and you're still listening, it's Cedarville Indians versus Middletown Christian Eagles. Middletown Christian 4-15, and, and the winner of Cedarville and Middletown Christian will battle number 10, Lachlan. Lachlan 2-18 will happen Thursday the 22nd at 6, Cedarville versus Midi Christian at 2, Saturday the 17th. And Thursday, February 22nd, it will be Southeastern 6-14, and, and the number 7 bracket, number 17, battling the number 3 Cincinnati Christian squad at 7-14 and 14 overall. The winner will wait the winner of Lachlan versus Cedarville or Middletown Christian. So the winners of those brackets, Monroe 1 will battle Brookville 1's winner, and Sydney 2's winner will battle Monroe's 2, and again Friday, March 3rd at Troy High School. One more Division 4 bracket for you, it's Sydney's. 
let's go ahead and tell you all the wonderful things in the Sydney One Brackets. So Saturday, February 17th at noon, these games up at Sydney, it would be Rushi, number two, the Raiders at 15-5, and five, battling Fairlawn at 3-16, and 16, winner of that game. We'll take on Mississinawa Valley, who's 0-19 overall, the number one Blackhawks in the bracket, along with Riverside, Lehman Catholic, and Halston, not to be fused with Houston, like I always thought it was before I finally heard someone say Halston. The more you know... No, stop it, it's trademark, can't do that. Again, Halston, Lehman Catholic, Riverside, and Mississinawa Valley, the buys of Sydney's brackets. Mississinawa Valley 0-19 battling Rushi or Fairlawn. And the Rushi-Fairlawn game will be Saturday the 17th at noon. We look at number 3 Mechanicsburg, 13-6 and six overall, or the Indians, battling number 4 Botkins and the Trojans at 11-8. and eight. And the winner of that game, which will be 1-30 Saturday, February 17th, will take on Riverside. And Riverside and the Pirates are 7-11 overall. Now for Sydney 2, Fort Loramie, the number one seed in the bracket. There are two number one seeds here, unless Mississinawa Valley is supposed to be number 11 or something. I don't see an 11 team on here. Very interesting. Nope, I'm wrong. And Sonia is the number 11 squad. So Fort Loramie is 15-4 overall. The Redskins will battle the Ansonia Tigers, 5-16. That will be Saturday the 17th at 3 at Sydney. And the winner of Fort Loramie and Sonia battles Lehman Catholic at Wednesday, February 21st at 6. And Jackson Center, the Tigers, 7-13 overall at 4.30 Saturday the 17th, battle Triad and the Cardinals, who are number 5 in the bracket and 10-9. And the winner of that battles Halson. The winner of Sydney 2 battles Monroe 2. The winner of Sydney 1 battles the winner of Brookville 2. And again, that's all happening at Troy High School. Now we'll jump into Division 3. First off with Cincinnati's 1 and 2. This is happening at Wilmington High School in the heart of Clinton County. For the buys in this bracket, North College Hill, which is listed on here as North College Hills. Make up your mind, does North College have one hill or two? If you're not laughing, I'm sorry, the joke's over. So North College Hill, East Clinton, Blanchester, Marymount, and Cincinnati Country Day will have the buys as your first few games of the Wilmington Brackets will be Purcell Marion and the Cavaliers, who are number 4 and 14-5 and five overall, taking on the Georgetown G-Women at 6-14. and 14. I believe they're the G-Women and G-Men. Remember that because that's an interesting name, and how can you not forget an interesting name like that? Number 17, Georgetown versus number 4, Purcell Marion, taking on the winner of the Trojans of North College Hill. One-time home of one O.J. Mayo, who I don't believe is in the league anymore, the league being the NBA. And the Trojans are 5-15. and 15. East Clinton, the Astros, 11-8, and eight, and the number 9 seed in the bracket will battle the Stingers of Seven Hills or Clark Montessori, number 8, Seven Hills, and number 10, Clark Montessori. That's a 1-30 game. Purcell Marion Georgetown's at noon Saturday. And the winner takes on East Clinton Tuesday the 20th at 7.30. This is Wilmington 2, part of the bracket. Madeira, who's 18-3 and three overall, takes on number 19, Ripley Union Lewis. And that's a 4-16, and 16, number 19 squad. Winner of that takes on Blanchester, who's 7-10. and 10. And Marymount will battle Cincinnati Country Day 
CCD at 14 and 5, Marymount at 12 and 4, 5 and 7 battle there. The winner of that game battles the winner of Blanchester and Madeira or Ripley Union Lewis. The winner of Wilmington 2 moves on to play the winner of Trotwood 2, and Covington 1 awaits the winner of Wilmington 1. These games are at Springfield High School in Clark County. Now for the Fairfield bracket of Division 3, this is Cincinnati 3 bracket, and this is Fairfield High School by Jungle Gyms, not to be fused with Fairfield Commons. That's Fairborn. Well, technically that's Beaver Creek. I don't know why I'm explaining all this. I'm sure you know that, but... Here we go with the buys. Felicity Franklin, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, Aiken, Deer Park, and Redding. They will await winners of this. Fairfield 1 has number 1 Summit Country Day at 20-0, battling Finneytown at 0-18. Winner will take on 2-16 Felicity Franklin at number 21. And that will be Saturday 17th at 3.30 at Fairfield, Summit versus Finneytown. And Felicity Franklin versus those winners will be the 21st at 6. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, who's 10-11 and 11 overall, battles Aiken at 9-9, 13-14 nine, seed. That's Wednesday the 21st at 7.30. And now for Fairfield 2. James Gamble. Don't gamble, James. I feel like that's former Gamble Montessori there. Montessori. Why did I just now remember how to say that? Sorry. James Gamble, who's 15-3, will take on Claremont Northeastern at 6-11, and 6-15 battle. That's Saturday at noon. And the winner of that takes on Deer Park, who's 10-8, the number 11 seed. And no, Deer Park is not named Deer Park Deers or Stags or Reindeers or what have you. I believe they're the Wildcats. I was a little disappointed when I found that out, too. I don't know why I'd be disappointed. Why? Why... Would you take that into consideration? Why am I continuing on with this? The Reading Blue Devils, who are 3-17 and 17 overall, number 20, will await the winner of Williamsburg versus St. Bernard. And no, St. Bernard is not the St. Bernard St. Bernards. That would be cool, though. I think it's St. Bernard M. Wood Place Titans, if I'm not mistaken. They're 7-13 and 13 overall, and Williamsburg is... 18-0, the number two seed in the Fairfield bracket. They'll battle Saturday at 2 on the 17th of February. The winner of Fairfield 2 will battle Covington 2. And Trotwood 1 awaits Fairfield 1's winner. And Saturday, March 3rd, those battles will happen at Springfield High School. And now we move on to Covington, the first non-Cincinnati bracket in Division 3. Of course, Covington being in the cross-county conference as well. They will have Northridge, Dayton Christian, Carlisle, Bethel, Preble Shawnee, and Green and skip the first two games. It will start off Saturday at noon with 2-19 Dixie and the Greyhounds battling the number one seed Versailles Tigers at 19-1. I know my good friend and boss of WTGR, Scott Ward, very excited to see where his Tigers wound up, and it will be Sales taking on Dixie, and the winner of that taking on another Southwestern Buckeye League opponent in the Polar Bears of Northridge. I always like how they're the Polar Bears. Number 20, Northridge, is 2-17. Dayton Christian versus Carlisle. The Warriors taking on the Indians. D.C. is 11-9, Carlisle 8-12. Winner of that game takes on the winner of Northridge 
versus Dixie and Versailles, and the winner of that will take on Wilmington 1's winner at Springfield. We move on to Covington 2. The Bethel Bees, 14th in the bracket, 8-11 overall, taking on the winner of Arcanum Trojans and the Anna Rockets. Anna 14-6, and six, Arcanum 11-9. And to close up, it's Preble Shawnee, 16-5 overall, or the Arrows, taking on the Knights of Greenan, 8-11, and the number 13 seed. Winner of Covington 2 battles Fairfield 2. And now for the last bracket in Division 3, Trotwood. Greenview will battle the Brookville Blue Devils. Brookville is 6-15. Greenview's record is not on here, which, by the way, you can visit all these brackets at swdab.org and then click girls basketball so Brookville and Greenview was started off Valentine's Day at 6 at Trotwood and the winner of that game battles 3 and 16 hill climbers of Urbana and then we have Indian Lake tangling with the Tigers of West Liberty Salem at 16 and 5 the Lakers at 4 and 15 winner of that game faces the winner of Urbana Brookville and Greenview and then they'll move on to play Fairfield 1 at Springfield. For Trotwood 2, Waynesville, Benjamin Logan, and Milton Union will skip the first round. The 17-1 Orange and Black Spartans of Waynesville will take on the winner of the CCC's Miami East Vikings at 16-4. And, and Northeastern at 3-15, the Jets, the number 17 seed in the bracket. And Waynesville versus Miami East slash Northeastern will battle the winner of the Raiders of Benjamin Logan, 15-6, and six, and the 9-10 and 10 Milton Union Bulldogs. The winner of that bracket battles the second bracket of Wilmington. That wraps up Division 4 and Division 3. We're going backwards for some reason. I don't know why. I don't think I ever said why I did it, but that's what I did. We'll go to Division 2 now in the Lebanon bracket, where Franklin, Valley View get the buys, the only two teams that do that. In this Division 2 bracket. We'll start from the top again. Because that's always a good place to start. The Lebanon bracket looks like this. Thursday the 15th at 6 is the Rams of Hamilton Baden. 15 and 5 taking on Archbishop Alter. On the bracket says Arch Alter. The Knights are 5 and 14 overall. The winner of that takes on number 5 Franklin. Who's 16 and 5. On the 15th of February at 7.30, it's the Fighting Hornets of Monroe, 14-6, and six, taking on the Falcons of Clinton Massey at 6-13. and 13. The winner of the Hornets and Falcons game takes on the winner of Bishop Fenwick and Oakwood, the Lumberjills, 11-9, and, and Fenwick Falcons, 11-9. That will be a great game. That's Saturday the 17th at 11 a.m. at Lebanon. Move on to... Another Saturday game, Middletown Madison, 10-9 overall. Is Madison, they'll take on the Wolverines of Dunbar. 11-seed Wolverines at 12-7. Winner of that game battles Valley View, who's got the top seed in the Lebanon bracket. The Spartans, 18-1 overall. The Dunbar-Madison game will be the 17th at 12-30. At 2-30, we'll have the Bellbrook Golden Eagles squaring off with the Cougars of Thurgood Marshall. That's a 2-30 at the 17th of February. And to close up the first round, it's Shamna Julianne taking on the Ross Rams. Neither record for Bellbrook or Ross on the brackets, but the Eagles, the green and blue Eagles of Shamana Julianne are 8 and 11. And that's a 4 o'clock battle, CJ versus Hamilton Ross. Thurgood Marshall, Bellbrook at 2.30. 
Those two winners will battle each other the 21st at 7.30. At 6, the 21st of February is Valley View and the winner of Mass and Dunbar. The winner of Lebanon's top bracket will battle Tecumseh 1. Winner of the second bracket will battle Cincinnati 1 at Mason. Both those games at Mason High School. Now to Tecumseh's bracket. We're in Division 2 girls basketball. Tecumseh 1 looks like this. Meadowdale's got the lone bye. They're 4-10, and 10, the Lions are. And they'll take on the winner of 16-2 Trotwood Madison and 4-15 and Graham Falcons. The Trotwood Madison Rams, the number 2 seed in the bracket. The Greenville Green Wave, 11-9, taking on 11-7 Tigers of Stivers. The Carroll Patriots at 12-8, battle Bell Fountain at 6-14, the Chieftains of Bell Fountain. Winner of Tecumseh 1 battles Lebanon 1 at Mason. We now look at Tecumseh 2, where Northwestern, the Warriors, have the lone bye at 6-12. The Red Devils of Tippecanoe square off with the Bison of Belmont. Tippecanoe 18-2, the top seed, taking on 2-10 Belmont. I believe that's Springfield Shawnee, or Clark Shawnee, if you prefer. The Braves at 14-6 take on the 6-13 Eaton Eagles. And that's Saturday the 17th at 3, Kenton Ridge versus Ponitz Tech. The Golden Panthers are 10-9. Kenton Ridge is 12-7. and seven. Winner of Tecumseh 2 battles Cincinnati 2 on Friday, March the 2nd. One more bracket in Division 2, and then we hit eight total brackets of Division 1. And we'll go to Walnut Hills bracket. Roger Bacon, the Spartans have a buy as the number one seed. They're 12-7 overall, the Spartans. They'll take on the winner of Woodward, who's 7-12, against the Taft Senators at 9-10. Taft and Woodward will battle Thursday the 15th at 6. And Roger Bacon will take on the winner of that game the 20th of February at 6 as well. This is all happening at Walnut Hills. Northwest, 13-6 are the Knights, taking on Schroeder at 13-4. Winner of that game, which by the way is Thursday at 7-30, will take on the winner of... The Saturday, February 17th, 11 a.m. game of Cincinnati-Wyoming against Indian Hill. The Cowboys, the Cowgirls are 11-9, and Indian Hill and the Braves are 8-11. Actually, a footnote, I'm not sure if Wyoming is Cowgirls for girls sports or just Cowboys all around. I always liked how Wyoming was the Cowboys. It's a great football rival with Valley View. I'm getting off topic again, sorry. Winner of Cincinnati 1 battles Lebanon 2, and Tecumseh 2's winner will battle one of these 10 squads. And the winner of Tecumseh 2 will battle one of these 8 squads. The Bethel Tate Tigers, who are in a very impressive 18-2, battles 3-17 Hughes, the Big Red, at 3-17. Winner of that game, which is 12-30 Saturday the 17th, they'll battle the Norwood 4 and 16 squad against New Richmond 11 and 8. I believe Norwood's the Indians and New Richmond's the Lions. Archbishop McNicholas 11 and 9 Rockets taking on the 4 and 15 Taylor squad and 10 and 8 Goshen battles 4 and 15 Bactavia. Like I mentioned, those games will shake out the winner of the Cincinnati 2 bracket to battle Tecumseh 2's winner. And now, here's Division 1. We got a lot of them. We'll start off with the first three brackets at Lakota East. This is Cincinnati 1. 
And actually, there's not that many brackets because I looked through Division 1 and it's little segments of the brackets. So, here we go. The Coleraine Cardinals and the Middletown Middies get the bye and they'll take on the winner of these teams. The Cardinals, who are 0-19, will take on number 1 Lakota West at 19-1. The Firebirds will tangle with with throw at 2-15. And, and that will be a Valentine's Day 6 o'clock start at Lakota East. Lakota West versus Withrow. And the winner of that battling Coleraine. And then the winner of that game will wait the winner of the Middies. Who are 9-11. And, and they'll wait the battle of the Anderson Redskins at 8-12. And, and the Little Miami Panthers. The Green and Gold Panthers at 13-7. Winner of this bracket battles... Dayton 1 at Princeton. Cincinnati 2 at Lakota East has Western Brown and Mason receiving the buys. Western Brown 11 and 8 will take on the Turpin Spartans or the Ursuline squad. Ursuline 8 and 11, Turpin 10 and 10. And the Mason Comets get a bye. Very impressive 17 and 3 record. They'll take on the winner of the Mount Healthy Owls who are 8 and 11 or the Milford Eagles who are 6 and 14. Winner of this bracket battles Dayton 3 at Princeton. Cincinnati 3 looks something like this. Witten Woods gets the lone bye. The Warriors are 7-12, taking on either the winner of the Harrison Wildcats 4-16 or the Eagles of Walnut Hills, who are 19-1. And, and shaking off the bottom part of Cincinnati 3, the Kings Knights will battle the Princeton Vikings. Princeton 11-7, Kings 10-9. And, and the Sycamore Aves battle Mother of Mercy who's 11-8, and, and Sycamore is 10-9. Walnut Hills Harrison, Saturday at 1, 2.30 is Mother of Mercy in Sycamore, and 4 is Princeton and Kings. Winton Woods awaits the winner of Walnut Hills and Harrison, and the winner of this bracket battles Cincinnati 5. That would be the second bracket of Sycamore. We move to Cincinnati 4, the first one of Sycamore. St. Ursula's got the lone bye. They're 4-16. They'll take on the winner of Fairfield and Seton, Fairfield 10-9, Seton 9-11. That's an 11 o'clock battle on Saturday, the 17th. Western Hills 5-14 against Mount Notre Dame at 18-4. And, and Oak Hills, who is 6-14. The Highlanders battle Lakota East, who are 4-15. Winner of this bracket takes on Dayton 2. Now for Cincinnati 5, the last Cincinnati bracket. Loveland and McAuley get the buys. The Loveland Tigers, who are 17-2. Await the winner of the Big Blue of Hamilton, 9-10, and 10, against the Wolves of West Claremont, formerly Glen Estee Trojans, and the Barons of Amelia. Wish they picked the Barons name. That, that's a cool name. You don't see Barons a lot, but there you go. 13-7 West Claremont, 9-10 Hamilton. Winner of that game, which is Saturday the 17th at 5, battles Loveland, Thursday the 22nd at 6. And McAuley, who's 16-3, will battle 7.30 Thursday, February 22nd against the winner of Oxford, Talawanda and the Hurricane of Wilmington. Wilmington 17-2, Talawanda 7-12. That's Saturday at 7 p.m. over at Sycamore. Winner of the bracket battles Cincinnati 3 over at Princeton. That's your Cincinnati brackets of D1. Now we move to the Dayton brackets. Your first of two in Troy looks like this. Lebanon's got the bye. 17-3 Warriors. Wait the winner of the Thunderbolts of Northmont 9-9. Nine and, nine. and the new Carlisle-Tecumseh Arrows. Tecumseh 16-5. That's Saturday at 1 at Troy. 
And Saturday the 17th at 2.30 is Vandalia Butler, 13-7 against 11-9 Cougars of Edgewood. Kettering Fairmont will take on Fairborn in the Battle of the Fairs. The Skyhawks of Fairborn are 8-12. The Firebirds of Fairmont are 11-8. That's 4 o'clock. The winner of this bracket, Dayton 1, battles Cincinnati 1 over in Princeton. Bracket number 2 of Troy looks like this. Xenia and Wayne have the buys. The Buccaneers are 2-15 and, and Wayne is 12-8. Xenia will await the winner of... Oh, a good battle here. Miamisburg versus Springboro. The Panthers of Springboro are 17-3, and, and Miamisburg is 5-15. And, and before you yell at your screen, your phone, your TV, because you can actually pull it up on TuneIn and you know listen to it that way if you wanted to, before you scream at me, how's that a good battle? The records are offsetting, blah, 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 blah. Well, Miamisburg and Springboro, that is such an amazing rivalry right there. You have two cities that are bordered by Montgomery and Warren County's line. You have two very hard-working towns. Of course, my dad worked at the Miamisburg Mound all those years, so very, very special. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to the last episode, episode 27, where I talked to my friend Ron Russo, former girls basketball coach at Miamisburg. So I know he's going to keep his eye out on the Berg and Borough game. Again, Miamisburg Springboro, the winner of that, which is Saturday at 5.30 at Troy. They'll take on the Xenia Buccaneers Wednesday the 21st at 6. And then Wayne, 12-8 and 8 Warriors, will wait the winner of the Troy Trojans and the Springfield Wildcats. Now, because Troy is hosting it and they can't play in their own tournament until semifinals, I think, this is at Butler. This is 6 o'clock Saturday the 17th at Vandalia Butler. Not too bad of a trip down south, but again, you can't play in your own hosted tournament. That's a big no-no in OHSAA. I have a pop filter on my blue snowball mic, but maybe you can hear me wiggling my finger for some reason. I don't know why I'm doing that. So Troy and Springfield will tangle, winner of that game. 11-9 Trojans, 9-9 Wildcats take on Wayne. Winner of the bracket goes to play Cincinnati 4. Now we look at the Vandalia Butler bracket, the last one of girls basketball sectional action. West Carrollton and Piqua get the buys. The Pirates record is not listed on here. Piqua is at 6-13. and 13. West Carrollton will await the winner of the Beaver Creek Beavers. By the way, Ed Zink coaching his thousandth game. He's got over 743 wins in his career. That's outstanding. I don't know if I ever mentioned that on the podcast. That's been a couple weeks ago. But amazing. That's amazing. Beavers 16 and 3 take on the Yellow Jackets of Sydney who are 2 and 17. Winner of that will take on West Carrollton and Piqua who's 6 and 13. The Indians will await the winner of the Stebbins and Centerville battle. This is 7 o'clock at Troy. Butler and Troy doing a swap there. So Stebbins and Centerville will be Saturday the 17th at 7. The Indians of Stebbins are 5 and 13. The Elks of Centerville are 14 and 6. The winner of this bracket battles Cincinnati 2 at Princeton. So there you have it. That is all the brackets. That's probably all you'd like to hear from me about this. But again, if you like to go back and see times or you want to see it with your own eyes because you don't trust me for some reason, swdab.org. You can click it from there. You can also see the girls' district basketball brackets which the sites are Princeton, Mason, Springfield, and Troy, and the regional state basketball brackets will be posted soon. 
That's your look at girls basketball that was just posted yesterday. Woo. So we now talk about Super Bowl 52. This broadcaster followed social media throughout the night. So I didn't wake up my girlfriend who had to wake up early for work. Great win by Philadelphia. Great, great win. That sack and fumble late in the fourth quarter iced it for the Eagles. Jake Elliott, which I'm still fairly upset that they cut Jake Elliott. They should have kept them, Cincinnati Bengals. You see the anger in my voice? Well, of course you can because this is an audio file and you can't see me. But what what a story. That's That's so fantastic see that Philadelphia won their first ever Super Bowl Super Bowl 52 I'd like to see Tom Brady pick up his sixth ring that'd be the same amount as the Pittsburgh Steelers have and that'd be all for Brady whereas the Steelers their Super Bowl wins are a little more in history especially during the Iron Curtain days Chuck Knoll from Dayton Ohio congrats go out to the Philadelphia Eagles Nick Foles Played out of his mind. That was so fun to see. So, congrats go out. And that's all for football. Wrong! Yes, as I screamed wrong into the microphone, there is an indoor football team in town called the Cincinnati Flex. And hopefully, eventually, I'll talk to the broadcast team of the Flex. We gotta get that set up. But I guess now, after talking briefly about the Super Bowl and the 32nd you know, darkness that happened on NBC for some reason. Go ahead and talk about the plans coming up for the podcast because I'm pretty excited. Today was supposed to be the round table. I'll go ahead and spoil it. It's been moved to next week. It was a women's round table where Mark and me hosted a bunch of women fans and we wanted to talk sports. I wanted to ask, you know, why do women's sports not get the same celebration as men's sports do or why every time a female fan roots for a team the male counterparts just like oh you know that's all I see it's just gibberish on Twitter I probably should clean out my timeline if that's the case but I wanted to ask some really thought-provoking questions on the round table I mean this is this is something I've been looking forward to it's now next week This week, I'm going to also record an episode with WTGR Scott Ward. We're going to talk about the station, Dark County Sports, and I really think you're going to enjoy episode 29. Currently, you're listening to episode 28 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. This is Lee W. Mowen making up an episode to fill in the void that I was going to have today. I hope everyone's doing well. This broadcaster's doing well. A little sad that the regular season is over for high school hockey but that's just how it goes you can't have seasons that last forever you get tired of it i mean the athletes get tired it's it happens but as i mentioned earlier the sectional for hockey will be announced later this week and i'll announce that next week on an episode of my podcast so let's look out for that Trying to get a couple of interviews down. I'm trying to get a battle of Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh down, too. I've got some really neat plans for this podcast, and I've been very excited to see the stats go up. 
been exciting to see how many platforms I've reached. It's this podcast is doing pretty good, as I think. I mean, my whole goal was to tell Dayton, hey, you're missing out. You're not hiring this broadcaster that can do it all and actually knows a thing or two about local sports. But along the way, I've, I think I've released some quality entertainment out there. Some quality, I don't know why I said entertainment. You're not laughing when I give out final scores, are you? Or brackets. No, I think I'm releasing quality coverage of these teams. I know I don't get to do like final scores or what have you, but it's always been about the local athletes, the local sports, and I think I, I do that surfacely quite well. I do want to give a shout-out real quick. Uh, there's uh, two accounts over the weekend that gave me some shout-outs. First up, the most recent one, the Mason Comets hockey team, which you can follow at Comet Ice Hockey. They gave me a shout-out for letting fans know that they could watch last night's game. Centerville won it 12 to nothing against Mason. The first tweet was, Reminder, if you want to watch today's action and warm-up for Super Bowl Sunday... You can watch today's game, compliments of the Lee W. Mallon, and there's a link to YouTube. Roll up, there's another tweet. Can't believe I passed it. But thanks to the Lee W. Mallon, that's me, for the work he does to broadcast games, we had family members from the United States and Canada watching today's game. High quality and respectful commentary as well. Thanks so much. Thank you, comments. I always like to see local teams come in the South Metro, introduce myself, get pronunciations. And when the fans really appreciate that, that really warms my heart. And I can't thank you all enough for the kind words. Again, that's Comet Ice Hockey. And thanks to the people that liked all that. That means a lot, too. Also, to Dublin Jerome, who... Said huge, huge thanks for the broadcast. And Celtic fans, if you want to watch our game, check it out on YouTube here. The link. And huge thanks to yours truly. That was really, really cool. A lot of fun. Got to talk to Dublin Jerome fans as well. Just tell them a little bit about the Dane, Ohio hockey scene. And get to talk a little bit about Dublin, Ohio as well. They shook their fist. As I told them, I think a Kaufman fan told me it was Celt or Celtics. It's like, no, what is Kaufman? No. <laughs> I don't get up to Columbus enough, nor do I follow Central Ohio sports unless it's the Blue Jackets, which, nice streak, guys, really. And the crew, hashtag save the crew. Bring back the Destroyers, too. That'd be great to see in Columbus again. Then again, if there was an arena football league, that'd be pretty nice, too. Because this year, Cleveland's taking the year off, and I think... How many teams are they down to? Three? Four? It's rough, but yeah. Thank you to those two Twitter managers for giving me some nice words. You can follow me at theleewmallon.com and you can spout nastiness before I report you for being a jerk. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. We can talk about local sports. I'm all for that. So we're going to go ahead and call this an episode as later on in the week we'll be talking to Scott Ward of WTGR. That will be episode 29. And next week, hopefully we'll do the women's roundtable 
possibly another episode to boot. Things are happening here on the Jam on the Queen's Crown. I'm very excited for what the future of the podcast brings, and I hope you will follow along as well. This is episode number 28, where we catch up on high school winter sports, starting to wrap things up around the Miami Valley and the Tri-State area. This is Lee W. Mallon signing off, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Acast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, Radio Line, Player.fm, Spreaker, Podbean, Podchaser, Overcast.fm, BeyondPod, Podbait.fm, and Listen Notes by searching Gem in the Queen's Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown, and follow on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Follow the host on Twitter and Facebook at The Lee W. Mowen. Visit TheLeeWMowen.com and GemCitySports.com. Music provided by FreestockMusic.com. Music